What's up and welcome to Groundbreaking, a friendly original podcast bringing you the young creatives redefining entrepreneurship and introducing you to tomorrow's leaders today. I'm Jake Brewer. Let's get started. On today's episode, I'm talking to my friend Nia Chantal, an Atlanta-based blogger with contagious ambition and drive. Just you wait. She's now CEO of her own magazine, organizes events with Bumble, and recently launched her own project, The Femme Creative. Today, we're diving into Nia to chat all things creative and staying true to yourself. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Groundbreaking. So excited that you joined us again today. I am ecstatic about today's episode because we are going to be chatting with who I would like to consider one of my good friends, and I'm gonna to be totally transparent with you. Kind of asked her to be on the show today just because I wanted to catch up with her, and she's so busy, and of course she makes the time for everybody and is just has the kindest, most gracious um, and beautiful soul out there. And um, I could hype her up for hours, but um, why don't I just go ahead and introduce my good friend, Nia Chantal. She is the founder of NC Magazine and Femme Creative. She has so many amazing projects going on and you better get a notepad and pen out right now because you are going to have about a million takeaways from everything that she's about to share. We're going to be diving into her whole creative journey and her hopes and goals and all the lessons she's learned. I'm constantly inspired by her. So Nia, say hey. Um, How's it going? Jake, that intro, I'm just so humbled. (laughs) I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm so excited to just sit down and talk. Of course. It's been been way too long. Hasn't it? we, We met what... I can't even I can't even keep track anymore. The years are just flying by. Um, right. Two, two, three years ago, maybe. Yeah, two, two years. Eighteen. Oh my god, it just seemed like yesterday. <laughs> right, right. If you told me that was just a few weeks ago, I'd probably believe it. Yeah. But what's funny is I looked back um, at just a couple of days ago about um, that first like summer that we met in Ohio and um, was looking at all those pictures and such and realized like we looked so much younger then. Like time has really gone yes. by. Yes. Oh my God. I'm just like, what am I going to look like in five years? If two years can make such a difference. I just look right. like, we all look like babies. It's, it's, it's mind blowing really. And I, what's probably going to happen is in a couple of years, we're going to listen back to this and we're going to mm-hmm. be like, oh, these kids knew nothing back then. I, oh, and I think I know a lot right now. So it's just like, right. Right. So that happens to me every like, single year. Every year. Um, well, let's just focus on right now and we'll also focus on sort of where you've been. Um, of course, I could probably brief everybody listening on the incredible work that you do, but of course I'm going to let you give your pitch and don't worry, don't like have any like shivers or anything. Cause I know the word pitch like kind of scares us all, um, cause there's a lot of pressure on it, but nobody here's judging you. We're all just here to learn from you. So tell us about, um, all your work. Well, I am Nia Chantal. I am the founder and CEO of NC Magazine, which is an online print platform purpose to empower, enlighten, and inspire the millennial and Gen Z creative entrepreneur. Um, We do that through events, like I said, our online and print platform, as well as our new CRM, which is a customer relationship management mobile application in crowd. So that's to help um, creatives with project management. Um, We have our store, Lilac Rain, which features lifestyle and apparel products for purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Um, we just have so many different things It's ridiculous, but ultimately it's meant to be a source and a platform to allow creatives 
only tell their story, show their work, and also to be a safe place to learn. So when you get out, you know, in bigger opportunities, or maybe even go to corporate, you know, you're ready and you're prepared. So that's who we are. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, I think back in, I think I'm kind of in your target um, right now, but that is such a valuable resource for people who are just sort of entering into this um, passion and dream of creating and um, entrepreneurship. So that's amazing. Thank you. Um, I want to get started with really however many years ago it was now. Um, mm -hmm. Tell me about when you first had this like inkling of inspiration to start something creative. And that could be on the smallest scale or like where the first idea for NC and all the things you've created um, really began. Yeah. So I guess like first, first, I've always been a creative for like as long as I remember. More so it, memories of my dad having me do my little brother's projects. And he's girl, you know, like, cause that's his nickname for me, little girl. And he's like, little girl, you just don't know. You're so creative. At the time I was just like, mm -hmm, you're just telling me this so I can do my little brother's projects. Yep. But you know, in hindsight, it's like, oh man so blessed to have parents who like pushed me um you know to really tap into my creative side um I would say in terms of NC Magazine um I can I have memories of maybe like I was 17 in high school and I was literally dreading high school um dreading graduating high school and like you know most people they dread college oh I don't want to go to like I want to go but I'm scared because I felt like, you know, going into college, people would try to mold me to go into corporate. And I always knew I never wanted to go into corporate. I just felt like my dreams would die there. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember looking, I used to get 17 magazines and Teen Vogue sent to my house. I was, uh, I subscribed to it. And I used to like read it religiously. And I would write, but I was the type of person that would never finish writing a diary or a journal or anything oh, like yeah. that. So oh, I yeah. Never... You're preaching to the choir. Yep. <laughs> okay. Like, it's so hard. The movies make it look so easy. <laughs> it's so hard. And I was just like, I took that as, okay, well, I could never be a real writer, you know, because like, I never finished anything. So fast forward at this point, um, nearing graduation, I joined her campus at my college, um, Georgia State. And, you know, that was like my first time being a published writer. Okay, that's great. Um, my degree was in journalism and my concentration was in PR. My focus are, and I've always wanted to work in entertainment, but I was so scared. You know, I was just like, okay, maybe if I could, you know, choose a career path that's around what I really want to be um, and what I want to do, which is like acting and theater, which was also my minor. So I, that's why I went with PR. Um, when I graduated, I ended up at a magazine. And that's kind of like where I got the basis, you know, my foundation in terms of like running a magazine, having a media publication. And through that, I was blogging my experience because I was having so many like questions because honestly, my career in entertainment literally went from a zero to a thousand. It's like my first month interning and I'm getting sent to like Essence Fest and I'm doing Netflix junkets and with all these celebrities. And I'm like, every interview, I'm like, this is my first interview. <laughs> like, oh my God. Don't judge me. <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is my first. Um, but yeah, so that was started in 2017. Fast forward to, you know, we're at the end of 2018. I've worked on a movie. I've done like um, project management for models, actors, all that great thing. I was even an assistant to an actress. And on the outside looking in, it probably like it was like the best year of my life, but it was honestly the absolute 
worst year of my life because, you know, working in entertainment, especially as a creative, and you just want to mentor, and you're like, you're looking at these people, and you're like, I want to be just like you, but, you know, for whatever reason, they're not really, you know, being warm, or they're pushing you out or mistreating you, so um, I always knew I wanted to have my own media publication, but I didn't think until I was like 30, you know, because I'm just like, oh, you know, I'll probably have more up my sleeve and more in my back pocket in terms of experience and really knowing how to run this. Um, So by the end of the year, I was just so depleted from working in media. They had tore me down, my confidence, like everything. I I did not know who I was looking at in the mirror. So I was like, okay, I need something that's going to revitalize me, rejuvenate me, make me believe again, something that's going to actually bring me joy. And I, at the time, a lot of people were like hitting me up, like, oh, are you accepting writers? Can I write for you? Can I work mm. for you? And I'm like, this is my personal blog. Yeah. But I'm just like, okay, the opportunity has presented itself. So that's when I took neoshantal.com, um, the personal blog, and made it into NC Magazine. So, you know, we were founded December 16th, which is my birthday, um, <laughs> December 16th, 2018. I didn't, I never, word of advice, never launch anything on your birthday because <laughs> like, I'm out. You're sharing your birthday with your with your business. But anyway, um, yeah, so I launched it since then, and it's just been, like, amazing. We've done – we've made great strides, and we haven't even hit the two-year mark. So I'm very proud of it. That is such an interesting story about how you turned around and really impressive that truly you recognized that there was this passion there, but it wasn't being fulfilled by something that you thought would. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a really mature mindset to have in recognizing that it still exists. Like this didn't completely crush your dreams. You just have to figure out a different way to reach it. Um, yeah. But also I imagine absolutely horrifying that you're like, okay, I'm putting all this pressure and all my dreams are now dependent on me. Like nobody's really going to hand this to me directly, yeah. um, which I know is something that you do incredibly. You just, if something's not available, you just create it, um, which is mm-hmm. incredible and something that I admire so much. But um do you think that those people who started like approaching you saying like, oh, can I write for you? Is it because they had similar feelings where they were like, okay, um, this isn't fulfilling something either, but they kind of knew that you maybe could give them that opportunity? I felt like they were more so inspired. Like maybe they saw my journey in entertainment and they wanted to like learn from me. Like how can this girl who's maybe, who might be my same age or maybe Mm -hmm. like a year older than me is like in the same room with people who have a like minimum of seven to 10 years in the industry. So, you know, even with that, I admire that. And I accepted people like that because it's just kind of like, just like how I was saying, I was looking to people older than me wanting to get mentored but they were shutting me out for whatever reason so you know I'm just like okay well I can mentor the people who you know are my same age or a little bit younger than me because knowledge is power and I feel like there's so dense in this world and because I know myself you can never take my place you know Mm -hmm. room for everybody so I'm not nor have I ever been selfish with information or you know to really just help somebody so even on that note, that might have been what kind of inspired to reach out. But definitely, I would say, you know, that they weren't satisfied with their what they had going on, or they see other other publications where they could truly see themselves. You know, a lot of times that's really why I wanted, you know, to really start it as well. And even with our flagship um, event, Bloom and Purpose, with the basis of it, you know, it's to have young, successful people 
your age, maybe a couple of years older than you, sit and talk to you and tell you what they did to succeed because the internet or the media, society, whatever, really only want, it, it's taught us to believe that we can't reach six figures until we're, we're 30, you know, or something like that, where it's like, there's 22-year-olds, a girl, um, she actually has a cosmetics company, I think it's called Moon Cosmetics, she made a million dollars in eight minutes a couple of weeks ago, you know, so it's just like, the sky is literally the limit, honestly, there is no limit, you yeah. can literally do whatever you want. So. Absolutely. Well, that's part of the reason like why I'm so inspired and like what I do is because I think we're on the same page where like, there's this weird like label of age on success, or like mm -hmm. just what you can do. And it's like, I think a lot of that has to do with like the structure of media that's beginning to be a little bit outdated. Is that mm -hmm. okay, you step on this role, and there's such a revolving door in all of these roles that it's like you just slowly creep up and up and up and up. And by the time you're almost retired, then you finally get where you want to be. Yeah. Um, and I feel like kind of part of that is because our generation is so, I don't mean this in a bad way, but impatient. Yeah. Like that we're just like, okay, if I'm not, if this opportunity isn't here, it can be somewhere else. Um, yep. And we're optimistic in that way. And I think in, a potentially um, dangerous way, but a way that really influences us in our own like ambition and pursuit. And that's something that I feel like really applies to you with um, how you left. And I want to continue on, you established this magazine and website as yourself. Um, was there any fear in your mind as you started expanding outward, inviting other people to be a part of it, that now people are attached to a brand that is your name? Because I can imagine that you were sort of watching what they were producing and were like, okay, you're kind of filtering it in and out, but like now people are being a part of something that is you. Was there any sort of like butterflies in your stomach about that? Yeah, I was super duper nervous because when we actually first launched, I kept the same domain, Nia Chantal. And it was like hard because it was like, Nia Chantal is my actual brand, but creating a platform it's not for myself so that's why we moved to nc mm -hmm. and then i was like okay well maybe should i just change nc to in crowd which the in crowd is basically the name of our community as mm -hmm. well as our app so um it, it was really i might have honestly just got over that maybe like a couple of months ago <laughs> and you know because i feel like the magazine has it on its own now to where it's like people know it's separate or any new people that a lot of them don't even know what NC stands for. So, you know, it's just kind of like having a team, which it took a while to finally, you know, get a team and groove and to have people to understand, you know, what is the Some people immediately came on and understood the vision and even added to it with their own ideas, which is exactly what I want. I would tell people all the time, like, I don't want this to be just what I come up with. Mm -hmm. I recently handled, handed over the reins of um, editor-in-chief to um, our editor, Ashley, who actually used to be my when I was at her campus. So I already knew she could do the job and whatnot. Um, but like someone like her, she came in immediately was like, okay, I see the vision. We can also do this, da 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 da, da. Um, So overall, it's turned into its own thing, which I love like now oh, now I can go back to I can focus on my own personal brand because for the last year I just let it go um, mm -hmm. focusing on the magazine which that's no problem at all because I wanted to make the found, make sure the foundation was great um, but 
it, it's really just up to discernment, you know, like I'll hop on a Zoom call with somebody like this when I'm interviewing them and, you know, I'm just, I ask them questions about themselves, what are their goals, you know, I really look for people who have an entrepreneurial mindset. I don't want you to stay here forever. I have literally never had a job except for like my job for more than six months. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, you know, unless it's working with a brand, kind of like how we did with Abercrombie. Yeah, no, I'm just not, I don't sit there. And I'm like I said, I'm grooming people next there if it's with another company, whether it's, you know, their own. So we've had a really great time. Um, the type of people been on the team, team and C, they have like eased my fear. And they've also helped me them being great. You know, I don't like to say like followers, I don't like to call mm -hmm. them my employees, you know, we're all teammates, because it's a group effort. But they've really helped shape my leadership. Like I thought I was before. No, this is a whole other <laughs> level. So, yeah, it's been an awesome ride with it. I mean, I can imagine the dynamic changed a lot for what you were passionate about when you had to take on that role of quote unquote managing um, mm -hmm. and just filtering out those things. Um, that's, I think, a really hard thing to do. And everybody that I've talked to, like that sort of step of welcoming other people in is something that um, you have to get, you just have to get over and recognize that like, okay, I myself am capable of so much, but only capable of so much where I can, but I like what you said about how they're introducing new ideas and such that are growing your brand like you never really um, intended or expected, but for the better. Um, yeah. That's really inspiring. And I think I'm, I think I'm really curious about once you reestablished and you sort of had this rebrand going and you're starting to welcome people on, what was, was there any sort of change in traffic or did you know that you wanted to sort of cater to the entrepreneurial audience right away or is that something that kind of developed yeah um definitely i always knew i don't know where i thought i made the term of creative entrepreneur maybe i saw it somewhere in passing <laughs> we can i'll give you i'll give you credit i'm okay with that <laughs> but because i see it so now or creative professional i like that one as well because everybody isn't an entrepreneur and i also strongly believe just because you're a creative does not mean you should be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. because you might have strong creative skills, but you may not possess the skills needed to run a, you know, a professional and service based business. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, from the beginning, I wanted creative entrepreneur because I, even though I've always been a creative, I, I've always also tapped into entrepreneurship first time you know making money fourth grade selling candy definitely almost got suspended but it's okay it was an experience <laughs> and then like seventh grade my first business um, making handmade pillows and then eventually I got like a sewing machine and whatnot so I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit my parents were um in addition like to their corporate jobs were also in real estate mm -hmm. so you know I, I and me just overall, I have an issue with authority in terms of like, I just want to live the life that I want to live. I really don't want to be told what to do every, every single day. I don't like, you know, repetition in terms of like my daily, um, what I have to do, you know, in terms of if I had a nine to five, which I've had a multiple nine to fives, no shades, nine to fives, um, you know, but you know, having to get up at 6am and then sit in traffic for two hours. I'm just, I've never been okay with that. So, um, 
at, from the beginning, definitely wanted to merge the two things that I felt were an essence of me, which is my creative spirit and then my entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but definitely over time, we have been able to really hone in on who we want. And that's just me learning more so about business. You know, you might have an entrepreneurial spirit, but you still have to get down to the nitty gritty, read some books, really understand it. I actually just graduated from an accelerated incubator program for the app. Um, you know, having a tech company, starting a tech company and knowing nothing about tech. Yeah, yeah. It's, wow. And it's, there's plenty of tech companies where founders have no background in tech. So, you know, I want to encourage anybody, if you have an idea, just go out and create it and manifest it and have it in the natural. But um, yeah, just, it's been so much just figuring out. So like, for example, with the app, at first we were like, oh yeah, it's just going to be for creative entrepreneurs. And you know, everybody's just looking at me like, no, what's your MVP? Who are the people that you are targeting Hmm. down to like how much money they make? What do they like? What are their hobbies? You know, what does their morning typically look like? So that just came with um, time. And yeah, definitely I could have picked up a book, I guess, at the beginning. But based off social media, all you need is an LLC, which is a lie. LLC Twitter, lie. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much more to that. But, you know, divine timing, everything happens for a reason. Um, And now we know who we're talking to, who's our audience. And the good thing about us is that the topics that we cover are so broad because we don't just want to be that niche that we're only talking about business stuff because creatives, Mm -hmm. we have so many more interests that somebody who isn't a creative, who isn't an entrepreneur, I think like 25% of our audience are neither a creative nor an entrepreneur they're in corporate but they enjoy you know one of our values is mental health mental health is universal you know tv culture aspects all those things are universal so we're still touch people and that just comes with any type any type of business you have to find your niche and your niche will come but so will other people as well if you have a good brand storytelling and you know marketing all that great stuff and just a good solid foundation Absolutely. I've, I feel like whenever I've heard like entrepreneurial advice and stuff, it's like, you should always know exactly what you're going for. So I love that you say like, it's okay to figure that out and Mm -hmm. adapt as you go. Because if you're doing it right, you probably won't know exactly what you're doing right away. Like I think about um, like things that I've sort of tried to pursue and like, um, I think it's easiest to think like, okay, maybe our audience is people just like me. But um, mm-hmm. sometimes like that itself is hard to create content for, whether it be an editorial thing that you're doing or the way that um, I know your brand is starting to put on events and such like that. So when was that like a turning point for you? When were you like, okay, maybe we need to turn this like digital brand into something physical too? I don't know. It was like from the beginning because we did our first event like three. So we launched in December and our first event was April 27th or 28th of 2019 mm-hmm. um but just here in atlanta brunch is a thing <laughs> it, is, it is a cultural thing and um there are a lot of female based um or female found events here um like surrounded by brunch here in atlanta but they lack substance mm-hmm. and i just from the beginning i wanted my whole brand, my whole platform to have substance and to be unique, you know, never done before. So um, like I said, with our flagship event, Bloom and Purpose, it's like, okay, so uh, 
we can take, I think, and honestly, if you're really thinking about it, it probably would have been smarter to do the print magazine first money wise, but mm -hmm. I'm really into experiences. Like, I love a great, I, oh, buy me an experience before you buy me like a physical product. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that's probably where my rationale came from. <laughs> um, <laughs> now that I'm talking through that, but um, yeah, so I just wanted people to understand you know, we're so much more than just an online platform at the time um, because we did not have the print magazine at the time. Um, but, you know, I wanted to take what we were creating online offline and have it somewhere where women could just flourish. And, you know, NC Magazine isn't just for women. Um, it's a unisex brand. Um, but like I said, I knew here in Atlanta, many like, organizations who have similar things and so many women walk away unsatisfied. So with our event, I wanted to make sure that they walk away with, you know, intangible or, you know, tangible skills, um, as well as physical, pro uh, something physical as well. So with Bloom and Purpose, one of our main things that we do is floral crafting, because not only is it fun, it's, you know, activity with all of our events, um, we look to network, create, and inspire. Those are like our three main pillars that we focus on when creating events. So, um, you know, the create aspect was the floral bouquets because, you know, I wanted people to have something to physically look at as a reminder of everything that was said on this panel by young women, you know, telling their stories, giving advice. They can look back at this floral bouquet and say, oh, I remember it's jogging my mind. This is me. This bouquet is me beauty and whatnot and I crafted it because I can I craft the life that I want you know and the life I desire and on the flip side I love gift bags so I was like <laughs> we are gonna have some killer give bags. yeah baby. well who doesn't who like and it's something tangible for people to walk away so even after they exactly. leave it's something that's gonna remind them about you that's so exactly. smart exactly so that's why I partnered that was and that was so scary because at the time we might have had like 400, 500, you know, followers on Instagram. And, you know, I successfully pitched to Abercrombie. They sponsored the event and Design Essentials and Urban Skin Rx, like big brands. So I'm like, you guys, yeah. it's not just me. You know, it's like you also want yourself with my brand. So it was very, I guess, confirming for me. I don't want to say validating, but it was confirming for me that it's like, okay, it's not just me. My brand is clear and even as I am going along and you know learning things and tweaking things overall it's a good product and what I'm working towards is an amazing idea that other people can see so yeah I just going back to the original question I wanted our audience to be engulfed to basically what all the creative and wonderful things that were in my mind you know so it's just kind of like into the mind of, I guess, the mastermind, <laughs> you know, and just really having a great experience to where not only you can have, be in a great environment, but you can also network with like-minded women. So it was, that's, that's pretty much like all of our events that we go about. It sounds so influential and it sounds like you, your mission really was delivered through that. So that's like incredible. And the sponsorships that you like landed are so incredible, especially like I would say like earlier on, like in this project, um, for people who are listening and, and I feel like personally for myself, pitching yourself is one of the most difficult things that you can do because I mean, just on the foundational level, like you need that confidence in your brand and 
if at the time you like to think you do, but once you're emailing or calling like a company or something that you know of and admire, you're almost like you have to have that confidence that like I am worth their time. Um, mm -hmm. And that's something that's really not easily, and whether we like to admit it or not, um, I think something that's really common. So how did you build that like confidence to say, hey, um, this, is, this is what we're doing. I really think you need to be a part of it. Um, and like, how did you manage and work with those relationships? Well, I would definitely um, attribute that, that confidence to my work in the entertainment industry because I worked with brands or on behalf of other clients. Now, these mm -hmm. clients, million followers, 100,000 followers, A, B, C, and D, but it really helped me get familiar with the language and really helped me understand that these just normal people who happen to have this position. Like, they're not God, you know? And at the end of the day, you have to understand what you bring to the table or understand that you are the table, you know, brands at the end of the day are looking to create connections with consumers to, you know, ultimately gain revenue and profit. So what you have to do is really understand what is your position? What do you offer? Okay. I offer Gen Z and creative entrepreneurs, people who are looking to create the lives that they desire. Now that, you know, opens up a gateway for so many different brands work with because it's like creative that could that could be you know um arts or anything like that but it also could be makeup hair apparel you know too many we don't know too many creatives that are dusty you know <laughs> like they like to look good as well you know that's part of it that's part of it yeah it's part of, it's, it's part of our whole brand like it's not just an online brand it's like personally you know you gotta have your personal brand too and as the other flip side on entrepreneurs these people are making money real entrepreneurs know that in order to make money you have to spend money so it's like if i can guarantee you and like our first event only guaranteed 50 people and 50 people were there you know, so it doesn't always have to be like a create and cultivate type thing where you have like 500,000 women, da, 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 which is awesome. And you can garner a lot more bucks, but don't be afraid to reach out. And you also have to think like on a level, if I'm only, if I am asking a multi-million, maybe billion dollar company for $500 or $1,000 or $1,500, like, and your brand is clear, like it really should not be a problem. Mm -hmm. So um, I think for starters, you should definitely start off with like in-kind donations, which is just products, um, because these people already typically have travel size or whatever. It's looking for ways to see, you know, product seed. Um, but yeah, it's the art of pitching is something like that changes every day. Basically, it's just for evolving. And I actually wrote an ebook on it, the pitching handbook, and it covers pitching yourself number one influencer as well as your business it's 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 a real art because i've worked on both sides i've hired influencers like in one of my nine to fives i was talking about <laughs> um, i was an account manager for an influencer marketing agency so i've hired influencers not only myself i'm a content creator so i've pitched myself to brands same thing you know i've pitched my nc magazine to other um brands and now I work with Bumble. I'm the events manager. So people are always pitching me. So it's like, I know what it's like on both sides of the coin. And really the key is um, a great email, a great and concise email with the proposal. A event proposal is different from a deck. 
a proposal is about a one sheet because it's crazy. I get all types of stuff. Um, and, um, you know, just having a, how, what do you need from the sponsor? Like, what do you need? It needs to say exactly like, what do you need? Um, typically I don't list out prices immediately on the first email because I want to get them first and you know really see their interest but yeah I guess word of advice that I come across a lot now is like people ask for me as you know uh, event manager and they're like yeah um here's my Calendly link pick a date no <laughs> that's like that's sales one-on-one just for anything if you're asking for some but something for somebody else the best thing that you can do is offer a date and a time. And even if they cannot do it, you know what they're going to do? They're going to reply back and say, I'm not available Wednesday at two, but I am available Friday at four. And yeah. man, got him. So there yeah. you go. I, it's so funny that you bring that up. Cause I was just thinking the other day, um, I was talking to someone and I was like, I think a lot of the time we forget that all the communication we do, no matter what it is on any scale is person to person. Mm-hmm. Like, you are pitching to a brand, but you're pitching to somebody who works for that brand. Yes. So like at a bare minimum, all you have to think about is if you were them, what would you want to see? Like, I'm pretty sure everyone listening can guarantee, like you don't want to sift through paragraph after paragraph of an email trying to find that yeah. important information. So yeah. as much as you want to build up and hype up your brand in an email, the clearer it can be, the faster you're going to get a response and probably the more likely is what you're, is oh, what yeah. it sounds like you're saying. Yeah. Especially because, like you said, it's people to people. I've gotten on calls with people, and they're like, so what do you do again? And I'm like, mm. or like, what are your company's goals? Yeah, you're How like, okay, you- do your homework a little bit, yeah. Dude, I stalk whoever. <laughs> I'm trying to get in contact. I stalk them not only on LinkedIn, but I find their social media. You know, like, we're in quarantine right now. Oh, hey, da 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 Like, you, you can kind of get the vibe for if you're, if you're reaching out to a like progressive brand, you know, uh, I guess I can't just say Bumble, you know, it's cool to be like, oh yeah, I saw you on social, like hope, hope you don't think I'm weird, but I saw you love, like you have your dog and during quarantine, I have been snuggled up with my dog and bam, instantly you have made a human connection outside of what you actually want, you know, on the business side and that person is more likely to work with you, you know, to help you, that you can even get that from social media I had somebody like really go deep into my social media and talk about um Granada Spain because that's where I studied abroad for a a semester and I was like okay she really like did her research on me you know what do you want let's figure out let's let's kind of talk so I think a lot of people they they get very robotic in it and it's scary I'm not gonna lie but if you're most people use humor or something like that to calm the nerves. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just, just be yourself. It's, it's, that's the best, that's the best key I could give. Just be yourself. Right. It, and we all love to be flattered like a little bit to a certain a extent, like just giving <laughs> that, like the little extra mile of, Hey, I saw you did this shows mm-hmm. that one, they took the time to actually familiarize themselves and without explanation proves that they know that whatever they're pitching is right for that company because they are still emailing you after they did this research. Hey, what's up? Sorry to interrupt. I know you're loving this podcast and Nia's entire story. We've got to take a quick break, but I promise what we have next is incredible. Stay tuned for more groundbreaking.
Hey friends, with this 30 seconds or so that we have together here before we get back into the show, I wanted to see if you would take a moment just to review the show and let me know what you think. You can do that on whatever streaming platform you're on right now. If you want to do five stars, four stars, three, whatever you're feeling, or if it's a two or one, shoot me an email. Let's talk, see how we can improve the show and cater the show to your liking. Happy to do that for you. And if you want, go to friendlymedia.com groundbreaking to catch up on all the episodes and see how you can continue supporting all of these incredible young creators. Welcome back to Groundbreaking. One of the most common questions I hear from entrepreneurs and creative hopefuls is when do you know what to do? When's the next step right or when should I be thinking about this? Well, Nia's got a perfect answer that you need to hear. Stay tuned for more Groundbreaking. Let's dive back in with Nia Chantal. I want to kind of I don't know how far we're jumping ahead in the amazing timeline that you have um, mm-hmm. with the Fem Creative. Is that's that's what it's called, right? Okay, I want to make yeah. sure. Um, how how do you see that as? Because it's its own standalone project, and feel free to totally interrupt me if I'm describing this wrong. Um, mm-hmm. How is did that become as an extension of NC, or is that something that is just 100% solely independent? Um, and how did you come up with adding that? And I guess not to add too many points to this question, but like. How did you realize that like, okay, I'm at that point where I can start another thing new? Yeah, so I, like I said, when I started, I took a year off from my personal brand to focus on NC Magazine. Um, but as I started to delegate more and, you know, really um, hand off or take my hands off as much as I could with the magazine, I kind of still want my own things on the side. So I started more into my personal brand so film creative kind of came out from like my journey over the last year when in college like my first my freshman and sophomore year I was definitely a lot more feminine I guess I've always been feminine but in terms of my interest and then you know towards the end of college you're like oh my god I'm just trying to graduate you're in a lot more <laughs> org so I guess I quote unquote let, let myself go so over the past year, I've been tapping more into, and then went into my creative side, going beyond just writing or like PR and branding and stuff like that, tapping into things that I used to love when I was younger, getting back into dance, really pursuing acting, things like that, um, and just revitalizing my love for beauty as well. So I was like, okay, I want to their brand um that's me I, honestly at first I just wanted to be very selfish and like have a place where I could just talk about me and myself because I did um originally on the magazine we had the editor's blog but I just when I blog I get very personal mm-hmm. and even though it's appropriate for the internet I don't I don't want all my readers to know like what's going on with me of the magazine when they might have just came to get a blog and they're like oh it's the tea on the editor <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just, um, again, like I said, it was going to be a selfish thing, but I just recently took a course because I have so many things going on, you know, not even on NC magazine, but just with Nia, Nia Chantal, you know, having eBooks, you know, courses, all these things, plus my interests. So I decided to change it or really focus on having a brand where it focuses just on female creatives, you know, like there, we are dual spiritual beings, you know, and I'm just like, you're just not just feminine, you know, your femininity intertwines with your creativity. So, um, yeah, that's where we are with that, with the blog. Um, right now I'm working 
on, you know, promoting our print magazine, our second edition, and relaunching our um, boutique Lilac Rain, which is under NC Magazine. But once that is like up and running, I definitely on having, you know, merch for Femme Creative. One. I can see it. Like, I, the thing with NC Magazine, I guess I struggled to find like little catchy things for a t-shirt and whatnot. The, the, what I love about Femme Creative is some a woman can buy that and can be talking about herself, but it's also advertising and it's just talking about also my blog, Femme Creative. So I, I feel like I'm so excited with Femme Creative. Like, it's really me. It's really helped me tap into understand who I am, what I like. You know, I'm really like um, bubbly and I love like purple, blue, mint. I like holographic graphics. Like, and I'm able to, you know, package that as a whole. And, you know, with everything that I love to do, I'm able to focus on three things under Film Creative, which is business slash entrepreneurship, um, femininity and creativity. And I can, you know, those are content buckets. Those are my three buckets. And within that, I can, for each one, okay, creativity, I can put my DIY, my decor, my floral crafting that I do and post on social media with my femininity and make sense for me, skincare, my hair care, makeup, style. And then with business, I'm able to share my eBooks, my courses, business tips. So um, it really helped me define where I am and who I am as of now because you know we're forever evolving um but yeah film creative again guys will not be like a print magazine I don't really see <laughs> myself bringing on like a team for this um because like I said this is just more you know yeah. the team effort and all that I love it for you know NC magazine but you have to be a lot more um, considerate of your team and whatnot which I love I don't mind um because I care about my teammates but it's like if I want something from creative if I feel like writing this blog post it's going up it's it <laughs> like it's getting posted on my page or having the conversation on my page it's just me I don't really have to worry about you know what it looks like as a whole in terms of like publicity like I can get a lot away with a lot more on my personal blogs and mm -hmm. some stuff on a magazine. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much what film creative is. I, I love it. It sounds like you really manufactured and found the best of both worlds mm -hmm. there. Like it seems like all of your sort of goals are being um, integrated into this, um, these multiple platforms you have. And I think that's really something that's important because as creative as we want to get, I know at least for myself, like, okay, there's always something I want to take on that's more but it's hard mm -hmm. to tell when it's that right time. So do yeah. you feel like in a very like general sense or very general term, when is, is there a point where it's like that marks, okay, this is the time when to take on something new. Like, is that, is that a number or is that just like a feeling or like, what's the point of expansion? It's a feeling. Um, and uh, just in a general thing, when you have a business or like say this platform for, um, that you have, um, at the beginning, you should write a four-year plan. Like, what is everything you want to do? Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to have your own airline company? Of course, that might not happen in four years, but you know, <laughs> just like... <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> doubt you. I don't doubt you, whatever. If you told me that was the plan, I'd be like, all right, I'll be flying on it in a year. <laughs> um, honestly, Jake, <laughs> that's honestly not too far off of my goals. But, um, but yeah, just having like a large plan um, like, I guess, I know you said general, but I guess to really give an example for us, 
you know, we have a four-year plan. We have things that we wanted to accomplish within each year. And like the ultimate, not end goal, but four-year plan is like, I want my own, um, what, what is the plan? Not work study. Share workspace. I can't. I can't think of the word, but kind of like a like the co-working space, right? Co-working yeah. space. Yes. I don't know why that. Took. I got you. I got you. Yeah, like our own co-working space, and I know the building in Atlanta. I ride past it all the time. Yes. I'm like, I can see it. I want like a cafe inside. I want like studios, whether it's a dance studio, music studio, photography studio, a podcast room. I want it to be a mecca of creativity. And that's where I wanted, that was my goal from day one, but it's like, okay, day one, I have to get this website up, you know, first. So if, if you have kind of like a leader that for yourself, it makes it easier and you're able to really tap into your feelings. Like, okay, I feel like the website is pretty good and we're starting to get traction from that. Let's kind of, like, what can we do to expand? Let's do an event, you know, to really like put our mark on the city or let's, I think it's time for the print magazine. Like you, you kind of get like, um, stagnant I guess for me it's like I don't allow myself to get stagnant for too long so like maybe it might be a month I'm like okay I'm ready to do something else you know mm -hmm. or or add on to it um and when you feel comfortable oh definitely when you feel comfortable that's when you should start adding on that's when you should start like challenging yourself you know to like add on to it or like see push see okay where can not only myself go but where can this brand go and when you really have trust in yourself and your vision that's when the crazy stuff starts happening the good crazy stuff and you just start taking off so it's well that sounds exactly like what you're doing and before we start to wrap things up here i want to touch on lastly i think um the or most recently um the the app that you've started because that's something that's really unique um and something that i haven't seen many other people do i mean of course your story is super unique and all of your missions and goals are so um outstanding but i want to sort of hear about your process of creating the app and why you felt like that was the logical next step um mm -hmm. and how you feel like there's an expansion of the brand in there so with the app, originally my idea was just, I wanted a place to have all of our stuff. It's like, we have so much going on, you know. I wanted a place where you can just all go. And I actually worked for a woman who also had a brand and hers was focused to more female, um, older female women, I guess purpose-driven women. And she came out with that. And it was kind of like the same thing. And I saw that it, didn't get a lot of traction. So from there, I was like, okay, so just having an app, paying for somebody to put all my stuff, is not gonna keep everybody on the app. So um, I was thinking, okay, what can I do to like service creatives? And I thought about all the issues I've had with photographers, like being a blogger and content creation and just like, I'm a very, I'm a planner. I like things to be organized, you know, and everybody is different. Some people take cash apps. Some people will send you a TurboTax invoice, you know? <laughs> so it's just kind of like, I, that's kind of where the first thought came about. And then um, I have a lot of, of course, I have a lot of creative friends, you know, we we're just polling our network. Like, what are some issues that you have? A big issue was like finding clientele, you know, staying on track, 
making sure I get my money, you know, like, and keeping, even keeping my clients on track because it's like, you could be the perfect um, creative and, you know, everything's in order and you send your client, you know, their graphics or their photography and it's like taking them two weeks to get back, you know, and you're just kind of like blowing them up, you know. So that's originally where the idea came from. I was like, okay, I'm going to do something for creative. So going back to where I was saying, I was in that incubator earlier this year and that's where it kind of like really, really took off um, because the app honestly wasn't, meant until year three so we're going we're about to hit year two um and <laughs> it wasn't meant for year three but I just stumbled across a, a LinkedIn post about an incubator and at the time I thought incubators accelerate incubators were only for tech companies which isn't true there are some that are specifically just for tech um so that's how I was like okay well maybe I'll submit the in-crowd app because it's literally just the idea right now. I mm -hmm. just actually met with a friend who, um, she's a Harvard graduate. She's actually um, head of our app development now. And, you know, just talking to her about some things, I was so scared because I just assumed like the app is like a million dollars to make and whatnot. Um, but yeah, being in the incubator program really helped me um, define and refine everything that I have for the app. And even through the, through the program, I'm like, oh, is this like a good idea? Because so many other people on my team, they had like, you know, um, like food base and making sure minorities like um, know about clean eating or like they had like um, bras and training bras for young women who like overdeveloped very quickly, which are, I was just like, oh, these are like really good ideas. And I'm over here like, I'm going to make an app for creatives, you know? And towards the end, my idea was validated basically through all the work that I've done and just talking to my mentors and whatnot. So that's where we are right now. We're working on our clickable prototype and, you know, looking for financial partners to take it from that clickable prototype to the beta phase so we can actually start um, testing it. And even with that, even we're there, I've already mapped out our marketing. I already know what we're going to do. I already know we're going to have an influencer program with our beta team and whatnot. Like already know. So right I, something that I really learned that my um, managing director, the product of the incubator program told me, it was like, um, think big, but start small. So write down everything you want to achieve and then just kind of let God, let the universe, whatever you believe, it will just line it up for you if you're in alignment and that's what you're supposed to do. So that's pretty much been my entire story. <laughs> I write, write it down and make it plain and then it just happens before my eyes. Well, it, it sounds like it's all working out pretty well. And that mentality and that strategy is doing what it needs to do for you. So that's awesome mm -hmm. to hear. Um, yeah. I always like to end off on two sort of questions. Um, mm -hmm. The first being, how do you define the success in your brand? I know you kind of touched on that and you're like, it's this building, it's this sort of um, just headquarters for creativity um but like how do you define success for all of your brand um and then to follow up with that i think a lot of the times when people listen to podcasts and creative resources like this it's very much like um i don't want to say like cliche sort of advice or anything like that but like mm -hmm. what's something tangible that somebody can do like let's give the timeline of like in the next hour so like once this podcast ends they have a free hour after this what's something that they can do that you recommend just to really get started on like the brand okay um so to answer the first question how success um by impact 
for sure. You know, really seeing, and it's funny because it's been humbling because I've had events or I've done things where hundreds of people have showed up and I've done things where 25 people have showed up, you mm -hmm. know? So that's why I couldn't really, you don't focus on the numbers, focus on your impact, focus on your feedback. Did this person come up to you and say, oh, I'm, it really inspired me. Or after Bloom and Purpose, one of the influencers we invited, she's so gracious, so amazing. You know, she had an event a little bit later. And at the event, I went to her event. She was like, yeah, you really inspired me. Bloom and Purpose just inspired me to just do what I've been wanting to do. And it's just kind of like a tingly feeling when somebody says that. Um, you know, so now moving on into my further, my journey in entrepreneurship, not only impact, but profit. How can I, you know, make money off of this? Now that we've built a community to where people feel comfortable, like I said, you got to spend money to make money. And that's a big thing with media companies in general. A lot of times the first year you are footing the bill because most media companies thrive off of ads. And Chevy is not, you know, running to the media company that's only making, getting 300. Right. Yeah. Or whatever. Woo. That's so, it is a love project. If you want to get a media company, you better make sure you love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just now I'm looking towards not the numbers of followers, but the numbers in our bank account, how can we, you know, because ultimately the more money that we're make, the more bigger that we can get in terms of like our experiences and what we can offer, you know, and our infrastructure as a whole. And even for our team, my big thing, I and why I'm serious about my team is I pay my team. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if I'm paying them $2, are going to get something because when I was in entertainment, I they overworked me and I wasn't getting anything and it burned me out and it made me question my purpose. It made me question my dreams. So like, you know, going back to what I was saying, it's a safe space. Um, so yeah, right now it, it's um, impact, um, money, and then eventually our reach and, and our physical reach on me. Once we're able to really move and we have team members who are not in Atlanta, they're all over the U.S., um, but where we have a physical place, not only here in Atlanta, we have headquarters in New York, we have in LA, you know, we go international and we have an office in London. It's like amazing. Like that, that's where I'm, that's where I'm really trying to go. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, that's NC Magazine. <laughs> um, and then the second, second question what can you do to like really um, get started? Yeah. Learn as much as you can. I was reading this book um, and it doesn't always have to be business books. Uh, a lot of books I've been reading now are like training your mind um, because that, that's your first obstacle. Not only your physical self, but your mental, your spiritual. You have to really truly believe that um, you can accomplish all that you want to, you know? And I'm learning now that I thrive off of haters. This yes. Last year, yeah. This last year, I've been getting accolades, and I'm not like I'm just like mm, something ain't right. Something. Then I started getting some haters. Whoa! <laughs> I really turned up, you know. But um, some book. I was reading this book, The Secrets of a Millionaire. Secret of a Millionaire Mindset is by T. Harv Ecker, and something that was really profound and it struck me as he said. Um, you're not successful if you're not successful it's because it's something that you don't know mm -hmm. ever since ever since I read that I have signed up for so many classes e-courses books like 
Woo, that, that you have to start with yourself first. You have to make sure that you are mentally right and that you are equipped with all the skills. And it doesn't mean you have to be an aficionado in Photoshop before you start a print business or something like that. You just got to know like the basics. Hop on some podcasts, social media, the social media podcast on Apple. Pro- oh my God. Like <laughs> tea, gems. Like, and I'm a, and I, I'm an audiobook person because I, I can't focus too long <laughs> on like reading books. So I'm able to learn so much through Audible and um, reading, you know, regular um, articles and just being tuned in. I'm on like a lot of email lists for um, social media um, companies like later because like how we were talking earlier about and I really want to conquer TikTok. So I'm on YouTube. I'm like, okay, how do you use TikTok for your business? There's a video for it. So just learn as much as you can. That that's definitely how you can start and get on Pinterest, make a mood board, um, put a list of if you're trying to start a blog or any type, because everybody needs a website, no matter your business. I make a list of websites that I like for different businesses. They don't have to be similar to what I'm selling or what I have going on. But, you know, just the infrastructure of people's business, what are some things that you like? What are some things that you don't like? Um, and yeah, and use your resources, use your, um, your network. I'm learning about, um, media buying and like those ads you see on Google and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I have a friend who's in media buying and I just text him and I was like, yeah, can you give me a crash course on this? And it was amazing. (laughs) Like it was amazing. It totally opens up your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much that we don't know. And the man who knows everything knows that he knows nothing at all. So you might as well get started <laughs> knowing something. I love that. I, I think to summarize basically everything you said, it's really about, it's about baby steps. Like mm-hmm. as almost, I don't, again, I don't want to say cliche as that sounds like it's, it's those little things and just staying so goal and focused oriented that I think yeah. has led you to the success of where you are today. So it's yeah, so, so amazing to hear your story. Thank you so much for joining us. It means a lot. Um, of course, I'll plug all your socials at the end, but is there anything specific? Um, if somebody's like super interested in what you're doing right now, what can they do? Um, you guys can hit me up on Instagram. You guys can email me. Um, if you specifically want to work with NC Magazine, our email is in our um, Instagram bio. We're always open to pitches. Make sure to pitch with writing sound. And it's not just writing, you know, videography, we work in every medium. If you're creative, if in a lot of times people ask me, what's a creative? If you have to use your to create something from scratch, you are a creative. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't doubt yourself. You are amazing. If God put it in your heart, you, you're going to succeed. He wouldn't put something, a desire in you that you wouldn't be able to achieve. So that was my preacher moment for the moment, you know? I love <laughs> it. I love it, Nia. Thank you again. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Of course, wishing you the best of luck, always cheering you on, rooting for you. And I'll be sure to follow along with all the amazing things you do. Thank you so much, Jake. This is amazing. Oh, you're amazing. You've been singing my praises, but you're great. I've been watching your journey too. And I'm just so happy for you. I'm so excited for this podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It means a lot. Supporting each other always. That's the key. That's the background we all need. Thanks again. Yep. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you. 
I have to thank Nia again for joining us today. She always leaves me feeling so inspired and creative. If you want to continue following Nia and all of her amazing work, you can check out at ncmag underscore on social and follow Nia herself at Nia Chantal. Be sure to visit ncmag.co for all the latest as well. They have an incredible amount of resources there for you. Next time on the show, well, let's just say it's a can't miss. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service and follow us at Friendly Media, that's F-R-N-D-L-Y, on all platforms. You can also follow me at Jake Brew Music too, but that's just a shameless plug. That's all for today. See you next time for some more, well, groundbreaking. Groundbreaking.